1: Welcome to More Than Amused Podcast, a podcast all about women and the arts, hosted by Stani and Sadie.
0: Join us as we explore what it's like being a female artist, examine modern day problems, and educate ourselves and you on important and forgotten female artists of the past. Hello, everyone, and welcome to More Than Amused Podcast. I'm Stani. And I am Sadie. And, wow, I hope you had a good Christmas. This is coming out the Monday after Christmas. Yeah. And hopefully everyone's looking forward to another celebration this weekend. Yes. To ring in the New Year. I love New Year's Eve. Like, I think that's my favorite holiday. Really?
1: Yes. I'm very, like, I love, like, any excuse to, like, be sentimental and I'm very self-reflective. And I'm not even like that big on New Year's resolutions. I keep mine very mild, but just birthdays and New Year's. I don't know. It feels good just to be like, oh, this is a year done. I like starting fresh. I like defining my life in those timetables. I don't know. I like it. Oh, that makes sense.
0: It's like a monumental, like a marker. I like celebrating those markers.
1: And it's cool. That's really cool. I like that. I'm like, wow, world, we made it another year. Yeah and i never really do anything much for it. This year we're going to be in California. So, That'd i'm excited. Be fun. Yeah. <laughs> but i still wanted to stay on theme with i guess the holiday season. So today, we are talking about Ruth Wakefield. And last year, we did this thing called Muse Miss where we just featured different women that had done something or some type of an invention or I don't know something to do with Christmas yeah. that they had a comp- or something accomplishing that a woman had done re- regarding arts in the Christmas. And we shouted out Ruth Wakefield because this woman is the inventor of the chocolate chip cookie. Which, like, Hooray. wow! Imagine a world without the chocolate chip cookie, which feels like just such a staple. Can't
0: I feel like it's the foundation of every other dessert right? we have? Like, what yeah. cookie came first? It's crazy that
1: this wasn't the first one. <laughs> What was the first cookie? Not chocolate chip. If they did chocolate, they had chocolate cookies, but...
0: Prezels? I'm probably saying delicious. that wrong. They're Italian. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess like little Prezels? like shortbread cookies. Yeah. That's little things, things like, like that. It also looks like a Fig Newton is considered a cookie. Fig Newtons are not very yummy. I kind of like them, though. <laughs> really? Yeah, I do. I, I, that I, can't, <laughs> I can't eat a lot of them, but like a, one or two Fig Newtons. Once yeah. in a while. You know
1: what? I'll respect it. I can still <laughs> respect you as a human being, don't worry.
0: <laughs> Thank
1: you. You're welcome. So the inventor of the chocolate chip cookie. And there's really cool things about like how the cookie came to be and also business. And it's really interesting how she like sold the rights to the chocolate chip cookie. And now, by the way, the chocolate chip cookie is so universal that at a certain point. The patent law office. They were pretty much like, no, you can't really own the own the. Re- you, obviously, people can own recipes, but you can't own the concept of a chocolate chip cookie, which I think just shows <laughs> how much of a big deal yeah. of it is that it's not like trademark recipe. It's the concept that they're like, nope, this is too popular. There's no way you can trademark this anymore, which like I just think is really cool.
0: That's it is really cool. It's also kind of crazy if you think about it that it got to a level of popularity where this idea couldn't be like contained anymore where it was like
1: sure you can tweak your recipe and like copyright your specific recipe but
0: like not the concept the concept of the chocolate chip cookie is now greater yep it's greater than (laughs) the recipe is that's so interesting
1: okay well let's just dive in to this woman and we can talk about things as we go so ruth wakefield was born ruth jones graves and then later was married to be Wakefield. She was born mm. June 17th of 1903. She is an American chef, best known, as I mentioned, as the inventor of the Toll House cookie, the very first chocolate chip cookie. She was also a dietician, educator, business owner, and an author. I love... That a dietician
0: invented a cookie. I know, right? It feels good
1: that, <laughs> like, that's how it should be. That she's like, I know a lot about food. I'm going to use my talents for the good of mankind mm, and not. And
0: I will invent a cookie. <laughs> yes. And
1: ch- literally change the world forever.
0: <laughs> yeah. So way to go. The
1: history of Ruth Wakefield is truthfully pretty brief. I'm hoping that this episode isn't super short. But like I mentioned, she was born Ruth Jones- Ruth Jones Graves. She's the daughter of Fred Graves and the former Helen Vest Jones. Now, of course, Helen Graves when she got married. And she was born in East Walpole, Massachusetts. In 1903, She grew up in Easton, Massachusetts and graduated from Oliver Ames High School in 1920. And then she went on to some type of college. And the name of this college is funny, but it's the Framingham State Normal School Department of Household Arts. The Normal
0: School Department of Household Arts? Interesting. Where she graduated from in 1924. What did they teach them? Like cooking and cleaning? Well, the funny thing is that when I
1: clicked on the Wikipedia page or to look it up it basically just gave me all the information on what the school is now so it's existed for this long but now it's changed to actually be like a full like actual university but for a portion of the time yeah I think I wonder if maybe their focus was you know baking culinary school dietitian nutritionist things like that which I thought was interesting
0: that is super interesting I wonder if they had
1: any men enrolled I know I have no idea (laughs) but also afterwards she worked at Brockton High School as a home economics teacher so with that degree she was able to teach home economics teacher at a high school but Mm -hmm. she also worked as a hospital dietitian and a service director for a utility company so just did a bunch of different things with it. Yeah. In 1928, she and her husband had a son, Kenneth Donald Wakefield Jr. And then in 1942, they had a daughter, Mary Jane Wakefield. So she had her husband and then those two ended up having two children together. So in 1930, she and her husband bought a tourist lodge, which ended up being called the House, the Toll House Inn in Whitman, in plymouth county which was located about halfway between boston and new bedford and it was a place where passengers had historically like paid a toll changed mm-hmm. horses had meals you know just a like, nice little travels in for people passing through And when the Wakefields opened their business, they named their establishment the Toll House Inn. Ruth cooked and served all the food and soon gained local fame for her lobster dinners and for all of her desserts. So I just, I'm imagining just the most wholesome, like, cabin in the snow. And then you go in and there's this kind woman who's just made you this home-cooked meal and you're cold from your travels. And there's a giant fireplace that you can warm all up on with chocolate chip cookies baking in the distance that you can smell this is the setting that I'm picturing and I'm just it makes me really joyful
0: I feel like it should now be required that after every lobster dinner you're served chocolate chip cookies (laughs) right
1: (laughs) which like you wouldn't think that you know fancy lobster dinner would go with (laughs) chocolate chip cookies but I'm obsessed with it. I love it yeah so that's what they did together and All of her recipes and cooking, it just pretty much, at a certain point, it basically became a restaurant. People were just going to try her food. So now on to the invention of the chocolate chip cookie recipe. So it is said that she was inspired by a trip to Egypt when she started to experiment with cookie recipes. So she had an assistant at the time named Sue Bridges who was experimenting with pecan drop cookies. And in those recipes, she was using half white sugar and half brown sugar and Wakefield saw that she was doing that and she thought that was a really cool idea to use the brown sugar in the cookies, but she was still like, okay, maybe there's something else that we can, you know, do with that. So what she did is she added the chopped up bits from a Nestle semi-sweet chocolate bar into a cookie, something interesting. And I think even in our amusement episode, we reported this maybe then incorrectly, but the story is often told that she like made them by accident, right? That like, Oh, she wanted to make chocolate cookies but she was out of chocolate so she thought that if she you know chopped up the chocolate and just put it in that it would melt in the cookie and then oh no and it came out of the oven it was all still intact and it was accidentally born but in reality she she actually stated on multiple occasions that she deliberately invented it the cookie she said that we had been serving a thin butterscotch nut cookie with ice cream and everybody seemed to love it but I was trying to give them something different so I came up with the Toll House cookie I think think we got that wrong last year of something that we said that it was an accident, but she claimed that she was doing on purpose. I mean, who knows? Maybe she didn't know exactly what would happen when she put the chopped up chocolate in. But she very much was experimenting and had this idea to do something and was trying to think of a new inventive cookie that she
0: could offer. Like, she wasn't trying to make something else and end up with a chocolate chip cookie. She was trying to make something entirely new. And then and when she made the chocolate chip <laughs> cookie, she was like, Oh, yeah. I've done something incredible here. <laughs> That's cool. It's also funny to think about a time when, like, the traditional way to make a cookie wasn't half white, half brown sugar.
1: I know that's because it's a, standard a for staple
0: for all cookies now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like you don't even think of it as half white, half brown. It's just those are two ingredients that you yeah, add. Yeah, like in order you need this much, much white sugar and you need this yeah. much brown
1: sugar. That's what happens when you bake cookies. I know. it's exactly yeah. what I thought too. It's like literally one of those things where it's like, oh, somebody had to invent that, you know? It becomes such a staple mm-hmm. and such a way of being That it's like, which I feel like I'm being a little bit traumatic about using white chocolate, not white chocolate, white sugar and brown sugar. But, you know, like I said, I've never ever considered. Oh, somebody had to do this first. This isn't just something we've all done.
0: No, I never have either. Like, yeah, the only cookies I think that you don't use brown sugar for is like sugar cookies. But that's because it turns the batter a different color. Uh So, like, I never even thought about it. I just... Yeah, that's really cool. I know.
1: This is another cool thing as far as like how it got so popular. So during World, World War II, U.S. soldiers from Massachusetts who were stationed overseas, they shared the cookies that they received in care packages from back home with other soldiers that were from other parts of the United States. So pretty soon after that there were hundreds of soldiers in world war ii that were riding home asking their family to send them some of the toll house cookies like i just think it's like so insane that like world war ii is like the reason why chocolate chip cookies like exploded and so ruth wakefield was soon like sent so many letters from all around the world requesting her recipe this is what began the nationwide craze for chocolate chip cookies is because all of these soldiers were requesting them home from their families at home that's so
0: cool it's like a little cookie swap
1: going on over in the war
0: (laughs) (laughs) i know and so
1: her toll house cookie recipe was reprinted was printed in the boston herald traveler and wakefield was featured on famous foods from famous eating places the radio program hosted by marjorie husted who was known as none other than Betty Crocker. Oh wow, right? Yeah. Which now I'm like we got to do a episode on Betty Crocker cuz I don't know anything about that.
0: Yeah, okay. I this is so ignorant of me. Did you ever feel like Betty Crocker was like a character that they created? Yeah, I thought that's what it I mean it
1: kind of sounds like it was if it was hosted by you know, Marjorie, something who was known as Betty Crocker. It must have been some type of character yeah. they created, but I didn't really, I'm like, was it based off of a real person? And now I'm I really no going idea. to... Because it's like, look if into you think that. of
0: it, we grew up in like the 90s, early 2000s, right? When like a Cereal Box yeah. mascot was like the face of the brand. So you have like yeah. Mr. <laughs> Peanut and then the like, the leprechaun for Lucky Charms. You know what I mean? So it was like Betty Crocker was like yeah. another face... To the brand. Yeah, I didn't think it was actually a person. Yeah. So no, we totally should look into that more. Now I'm curious. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm really excited. I wanna do an episode on Betty yeah, Crocker here that soon. Would be cool. I I like I thought it was like a concept or idea. Yeah. But yeah, so her recipe was featured on that radio program. It was printed on the Boston Herald Traveler. So people were getting access now to this recipe. But as the popularity of the Toll House Chocolate Crunch Cookie, which is actually what it was called, Chocolate Crunch Cookie, it as it increased, the sale of the Nestle Semi-Sweet Chocolate Bars also spiked. Mm-hmm. So Andrew Nestle and Ruth Wakefield made a business arrangement. So Wakefield gave Nestle the right to use her cookie recipe and the Toll House name for $1 and a lifetime supply of Nestle chocolate.
0: $1! $1. <laughs> One! Also, the idea of getting a lifetime supply of something sure sounds nice, <laughs> but what are you supposed to do with a lifetime supply of chocolate?
1: I mean, I guess it's nice that she never has to pay for chocolate again. And I guess if she's running an inn, like that's probably a business expense that they don't have to do anymore. I but guess. like
0: oh my goodness you just like
1: call up the chocolate company like hey we need more but yeah. like one dollar for the most iconic cookie recipe <laughs> of all time oh my goodness so nestle though began marketing chocolate chips to be used especially for cookies so because of the chocolate chip recipe they started inventing i think at yeah. first they did like chocolate bars that were like easy to break and then eventually it became the chocolate chip and yeah. it was and they would print the Toll House cookie recipe on its package, so it was like created. It's still that whole there. Was created a market. It is. It's still yeah, there. It's and still I, there. I read it's not exactly the original recipe because some of like, you know, some ingredients have just been upgraded and like needed changing just like with time passing. Yeah. So it's not the original but it's very very close from to what it was and also though apparently that she was hired by Nesli to be a consultant for recipes for the company so part of me is like she got screwed over by this company and I think in a way that she still absolutely did I'm sure that there's a part of her that was just like no I love my recipe and I'm just sharing this with the goodness of my heart I'm not doing it for the money so here's one dollar and yeah I'll take the chocolate I don't I don't know what she was thinking but like I'm like $1. I, I can't even. My jaw yeah. dropped when I read that. I just can't believe it. <laughs> because oh my goodness. Now I read this. Chocolate chip cookies, of course, are still consumed today. They currently exist in a market space of over $18 Billion. billion. <laughs> for chocolate chips. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's what. Think about what Nestle and those chocolate companies even are now. Who buys anything yeah. but chocolate chips for baking? What else would you buy? True. I mean, obviously they have like chocolate bars and candy, but Yeah.
0: But people don't Unless yeah. you're like a bakery, you just buy
1: chocolate chips from those companies.
0: Yeah. And now they have like all kinds of different ones too. You can get like white chocolate chips and And like think about every kind of cookie that has some type of like chocolate chip in it. They practically came because all of, of them. This. I know, now it's all of them. Yeah, like oh. I can't even think of like a well, like, you know, other kinds of cookies, but like a typical like, a like standard mixed like cookie, yeah, mixed cookie you just like make with your mom in the kitchen. Like they all have chocolate chips. They all have chocolate chips. Even like think of like pumpkin chocolate chip and yeah, like <laughs> like a macadamian white chocolate chip cookie Mm you're so many different kinds of cookies yeah i made like those sprinkle ones once you know like yummy and those have white chocolate chips in them too yeah and you don't even notice because they're covered in sprinkles but they have white chocolate chips (laughs) those are good cookies yeah and also
1: like i said one of those things that it's like oh yeah someone had to invent that chocolate chips had to be invented and it was because of the toll house cookie dough recipe yeah
0: and isn't it now like nestle toll house is the name of the company I think so, actually. Yeah, so they, like, kind of combine. Because I wondered about that when you said, like, Toll House. And then I was like, yeah, because it's the Toll House cookie. But it's the Nestle Toll House chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, Nestle Toll House. They're both trademarked, but they're together. Also, I love that, like, the Toll House
1: cookie dough. I never realized that that was literally named after the invent, the inn, that they were created in. Nestle's Toll House. I know. Which makes sense, because the Toll House logo is this cute little cabin looking thing and I'm like oh cool that's what it is that's (laughs) what it was that's exactly what it is isn't
0: it fun to learn about history I know.
1: wow (laughs) and it was a woman she killed
0: it yeah she did she really
1: did (laughs) she knocked us out of the park (laughs) so ruth was a author and she wrote a cookbook so as early as 1931 ruth wakefield found there was a demand for her recipes so even before the chocolate chip cookie invention and she published well her and her husband published a cookbook that year called ruth wakefield's tried and chewed recipes and then in 1938 she She did another edition of that and her Toll House Tried and True Recipes is what the cookbook eventually ended up being named. It went through 39 printings and the 1938 edition of the cookbook was the very first to include the recipe for a chocolate chip cookie, which was like I mentioned, the Toll House Chocolate Crunch Cookie. That is so cool. And so I guess when I was like, oh no, she got screwed over. She didn't make her money. But okay, well, if she created a cookbook that went through 39 reprinting, I'm sure she made a very generous living. Off of those cookbooks.
0: <laughs> yeah, but they could have paid her more. We all know that. I'm like $1, they, yeah, it's fine. They could have paid her more.
1: We're going to take a quick break just to spotlight one of our new favorite women artists. So today, I felt like it would be appropriate to shout out a baker that I found on Instagram. Her name is Kyrie Eckhart. And the Instagram account is the lavender cookie jar, which I found was very cute. Um, her Instagram bio is amateur baker, professional mess maker, which how cute. <laughs> I love that. I know. <laughs> um, but she'll do custom buttercream sugar cookies and they are cute. so cute. And it's not like she'll have other things as well, but just the cutest cookies. I love them so much. Like, so she definitely specializes in decorating these sugar cookies but she has a lot of different cookies that look so good and right now they're
0: obviously all very Christmas themed and okay but if you scroll down do you see the ones that look like a cob of corn there's also like a cornucopia one or whatever but oh yeah little, it's a little cob of corn yeah that's <laughs> literally good. so cute
1: I love the corn <laughs> of the cob oh, man
0: <laughs> yeah
1: and oh my gosh the cutest ones for Halloween oh. as well
0: the little turkeys Uh uh-huh yeah i love it ghosts these are so cute
1: i know even scrolling back too there's like these cute like unicorn rainbows cats with little barn y'all's y'alls of barn is what my brain just wanted to do (laughs) balls of yarn (laughs) balls of yarn (laughs) anyways so an adorable cookie decorator it makes me want to decorate
0: some sugar cookies which tis the season for sugar cookie decorating i guess (gasps) the fourth of july snow cones i cannot that is so cute i have these are really cute i always want to decorate them but they never turn out like this (laughs) no never (laughs) yes so again that's the lavender cookie jar okay i have an illustrator her name is jinju but the handle is kinopidi i'm guessing it's k-i-n-o-p-i-d-i and they're just so pretty like oh yeah yeah like she uses a lot of like it's kind of like the flat style of illustration but then like there's all this dimension into it too like she has like really good shading and it almost looks like she's doing like a different colors for every season because if you scroll down all of a sudden it turns purple and then if you scroll down it's pink and then it's like a little bit more fluorescent and then it gets like peach and green like i love it when people do that yeah they're so pretty they're like ethereal is that the right word yeah And lots of different scenes. She has, like, a little polar bear on an iceberg, which is, like, so cute, but somehow also makes me sad.
1: Yeah. She's out
0: there alone. I know. But then she'll also have, like, a lot of portraits of women, dogs. I love these. I'm always amazed. I cannot draw people very well. I always try to do stuff like this. I'm like, oh, it's stylized. I could probably figure it out. (laughs) It's so hard. Yeah. So I mean, I can't even fathom it, so... Yes, and they move did you click on yeah
1: i saw one and the (sighs) snowflake started falling and it brought me a lot of joy
0: oh my goodness okay everyone go watch
1: her illustrations
0: move all right now
1: back to the show so there's actually a book called the great american chocolate chip cookie book Scrumptious Recipes and the Fabled History from Toll House to Cookie Cake and it is by Carolyn Wyman and this is just a little brief thing about that she mentioned about it so Carolyn Wyman rejected the prevailing theory that the recipe was developed inadvertently Mrs. Wakefield was too perfectionist to cook confusion is unknown a promotional brochure for her restaurant boasted nowadays people love the dumb luck story mm. of the person who wins the lottery or invents something because they were doing something else Wyman wrote about Wakefield's in but what she did was revolutionary
0: now once you mentioned that it wasn't an accident and kind of the story that gets told i was like yeah she was like a very accomplished chef she would know that chocolate doesn't melt into batter that way like she wasn't some like
1: bimbo housewife who's like oops i thought this would melt like no she literally like in some
0: ways, got a degree in home economics. Exactly, like she knew she knew what exactly would what would happen. When you heat chocolate, it stays in its shape uh-huh. until it's moved. Like I learned that at like age six with my mom in the kitchen. Yeah, she like okay, you have to take it out and stir it. And I was like, why is it still in chips? She yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like when you're melting the yeah. chocolate on the stove. Uh-huh. Exactly. So it makes sense that like of course she did it deliberately like she would know that it wouldn't melt into it like that the only thing that can make chocolate batter chocolate is adding cocoa powder because yeah melted chocolate won't do it so yeah that's that's really cool that it was just like this deliberate choice to make a revolutionary cookie yeah she wanted to make a new cookie fun fun not fun fact so in
1: 1967 the Wakefields ended up selling the inn and the actually burned down in 1984 but apparently there's still some type of like plaque or you know something on that site to commemorate that the Toll House Inn was there but they retired to Duxbury Massachusetts and she ended up passing away in 1977 so she lived from 1903 to 1977 you know had a very wow. long happy yeah. life And something that I thought was cool, um, one of the sources that I used for her was a New York Times article that was just called Overlooked No More, Ruth Wakefield Who Invented the Chocolate Chip Cookie. And so that's where I got a lot of this information. They were like doing um, obituaries were in the New York Times. They've been, it said that it's been dominated by white men. And there's a series called Overlooked where they were adding stories of, you know, forgotten remarkable people. And so they included Ruth Wakefield in this series a couple years ago. And that's how I got a lot of this cool information about her so yeah it was cool i love that i know so it's a very short story there's not a ton about her but it is still so cool and
0: that is the story of ruth wakefield the inventor of the chocolate chip cookie free idea for anyone out there who lives in massachusetts and cooks things Go rebuild the Toll House Inn and start serving lobster dinners with chocolate chip cookies. I know. That's what I'm surprised no one's rebuilt it. Yeah. Like, that's surprising to me. I'm actually shocked. Like, we have the first KFC in Utah and it's still standing. <laughs> like, that's true. And the first Wendy's is in Ohio. I actually went there. Oh, really? It's an operating <laughs> restaurant. I wonder like where it
1: is location wise. I wonder if it's so far out there that it's like
0: no one would ever go there anymore. I have no idea. I still think they could build a little Toll House Inn.
1: There's no way people wouldn't go to that. The Toll House Inn? Yeah. Have the original Toll House chocolate chip cookies? Yep. Absolutely. I guess you can still check out her recipes. They were
0: famous. Go try them. It's such a cute little cookbook. Yeah,
1: it really is
0: that is like right there everyone that is classic graphic design classic just like beautifully done mm-hmm. beautifully done timeless
1: yeah so many That's vintage
0: so cool. cool cookbooks i'm just like looking on etsy with ruth wakefield so mm-hmm. cool just classic cookbooks buy her cookbook make her recipes build the little inn there you go it's someone's calling a business someone's got to do it I can't. I don't live in Massachusetts.
1: (laughs) And I'm not going (laughs) to relocate (laughs) that.
0: But somebody else can. Somebody else can. So, yes,
1: there is Ruth Wakefield. And I think... Actually, I feel like it's an interesting thing, though, of it's like the fact that she was willing to sell it for $1. And I don't want to put... I don't want to make assumptions about, like, who she was or what she was doing, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. who knows? Maybe... Like, I don't know if they cited her or if she was just like, nope, I'm just going to do this out of the goodness of my heart. And like, that's my only objective here. I'm not sure, but I'm just like, I feel like it's a stereo. It is definitely a thing I think with women where it's almost like we can be expected to just do things out of the goodness of our heart. But then when we are demanding compensation for our work, it's like, oh, oh, you want to be compensated for that? And it's like, yes, yes. Like, I'm not just a pretty housewife who cooks cookies. Like, I've, I'm an inventor who invented this delicious recipe that is in high demand. Give me more money. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Well, what honestly, that, how that went. it feels kind of like a sexist joke. Yeah. Where they're like, oh, we'll give you a dollar and a lifetime supply of chocolate. Because that's woman. what a
1: woman really wants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, it just kind of feels like a weird punchline where it's like, oh, give her a lifetime supply of chocolate. Yeah, She'll you're right. Fine. It does like, feel like a
1: punchline.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. It's kind of weird. And I mean, like, we don't know what their intentions were. We don't know if maybe she was like, oh, you can have it for free. And they, like, insisted. Yeah, exactly.
1: Like, I have no idea what it is. But regardless, I do feel like it is a trend that women are (laughs) not appreciated or taken as seriously with their endeavors, especially from what we, excuse me, from what we found with the women that we've talked about on this episode. So. Yeah, I agree. So in celebration, Uh. everyone go make a... Your favorite chocolate chip cookie recipe. I'll share mine. Yep. That actually might be fun. I have a favorite oh, chocolate chip recipe. I'll share it. I got yeah. it from this cookbook, and you use like mini chocolate chips, and then it's coarse
0: sea salt in it, and they're so good. Yeah, you'll have to send it to me. I'll do my sprinkle one with the white chocolate chips. Ooh, yeah. We'll share our favorite chocolate chip, our favorite cookie recipes this week. And if anyone wants to send them, I'll also include those. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. That would be really fun. I would love to get more chocolate chip cookie recipes. That's my favorite. I love baking cookies so much. It's so fun. Even like the brownie recipe we have uses chocolate chips. I feel like it's such a... It is a staple ingredient. Isn't it also kind of funny that like they created an easy to break bar first i know and then cute little <laughs> droplets of chocolate it's i perfect. love the progression of invention yeah for <laughs> they're real like oh well people are crumbling a bar like let's make it easier and then they're like wait a second why don't we just pre-crumble we could the just bar make this smaller <laughs> Pre-crumbled really. it's just kind of a funny thing we're looking back on it it feels like duh but you know no one had ever done no, it.
1: <laughs> Again, one of those things that's
0: duh, but yeah. who done it? Who would know?
1: <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, happy new year. Mm-hmm. Hope you are able to enjoy some time with family. If you're a fan of the podcast, leave us a review. Yes. It, follow us on Instagram, more than amuse podcast. And yeah, let us know what you're liking, what your favorite episodes are so we can get ready for the new year. We have lots of fun episodes already planned we for 2022. Do. We still have one more bonus episode coming out in december so watch out for that yeah there
0: will be another one out for all of you to finish out the holiday season okay (laughs) goodbye bye